Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here at Katanads, we're big fans of Isotope Software and their impressive range of plugins. And you, dear listener, get 10% off all Isotope plugins at isotope.com with discount code NERDS10. Every Guitar Nerds podcast for well over five of its ten years has been edited, polished, and repaired using Isotope's wonderful range of tools. From their neck to sweet to EQ, compress, and lightly add reverb to give the impression that Matt and I are in the same room, to the RX repair suite to deal with pops, clicks, and background noise. In fact, every sound sample that you hear on our podcast is mastered using Isotope's Ozone Mastering Suite. And I can even compare audio, EQ, and levels to to other similar released material using Isotope's Tonal Recall. It's all very good, and believe it or not, there are a bunch of free plugins that you can try. A vinyl simulator for added character, the Ozone Imager for help visualising your stereo mix, and a vocal doubler for added richness and depth to your vocals. Pretty neat. Check it all out at isotope.com. Oh, Matt. Um, how does the moon cut his hair? <laughs> how does the moon cut his hair? He clips it. Oh. He clips it. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Guitar Nerds podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bratton, joined this week by Matt Knight. I'm back. Back, Matt, Mr. Joe. you are back. Welcome back, Matt. Thank you for coming back. Always for you, Joe. <laughs> and you, you've been away in uh, in Scandinavia on a cruise. Where was it? Nor- Norway. You went Norway. Norway. Yep. Uh, Southampton, across the North Sea, to the fjords of Norway and back again. Wow. Um, on a cruise liner with 1,000 people where the average age was probably about 75. <laughs> <laughs> Was there, was there a guitar shop on the on the ship? Uh, no, there should be though. We should I should make that happen. No, there were some guitarists. Uh, there was a band. One guy played a Yamaha classical, electroacoustic oh, yeah. classical. Don't know what model. Okay. Sounded pretty good. Uh, straight into the PA. Oh. So you know, very disappointed. Uh, there was no pedals <laughs> involved. Uh, at one point, there was a guy doing some solo acoustic stuff on a Fender. Acoustasonic Jazzmaster. God damn it. God <laughs> damn it. Straight into the PA. Oh, God. Um, 
and then there was a three-piece band so keyboard guitar and drums Uh and the guitarist played a mexican strat into a gt100 straight into the pa (laughs) (laughs) that is that is such a cruise band setup um but what was annoying right is every time i went to see that band or we went into the it was they were always playing in an area called the um observatory which was on the sort of top deck um they had a keyboard player who was basically doing like loads different keyboard parts but also different sounds they did like love me do by the beatles but she was playing the harmonica on keyboards <laughs> of course uh, but every time i went up there was one instrument they never played but it was lean lent up against a gk bass amp and that was a headless status bass <laughs> wow like a, like a carbon fiber one as well wow that's like a that's like a, a three grand plus instrument and- it was probably worth more than the in- the entirety of the equipment of the band on board. <laughs> um, and I never saw anyone play it. It's oh, um, a damn shame. But yeah, there was, was there anything else? No, there was basically just a three piece band, violin, double bass and guitar. that just like oh, the, the three the essential ship. instruments, the three essential instruments um, that just walked around the ship, just playing the same 15 songs basically for what for a whole week for a for whole seven week. days <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh it's that one again um <laughs> but yeah no it was nice i did see one guitar shop in norway uh, oh, yeah. for sound which are norway's largest guitar shop in fact i think they're the only chain of guitar shops in norway yeah. um but everything you'd sort of usually expect no no sort of major surprises um but when i came home i did have a little gift joe i've, I've just got some new pedals from 13055 effects <laughs> well, um, well think about that dear listener think about those uh if you've got a those numbers. <laughs> type that out and have a look at what pedal company name that looks like um i yeah i they are not real pedals um i should probably post a picture on uh, on facebook uh, this is from i've got the piece of paper here the effector cable mascot from 13055 effects these are a series of mini gachapon toys so gachapon uh, are the plastic capsules that you put some money in and you turn a little silver control and a little plastic ball falls out and there's a little toy inside you get them right. in the uk i think you get them in america but mainly in japan they are everywhere and you get tiny little toys that look like everything from plastic sushi to mini guitar pedals that definitely aren't boss pedals. They're five <laughs> pedals. Um, someone sent me the link to these and I was like, I just have to buy them. Uh, I bought them from AliExpress. First time ever ordering on AliExpress. Um, good service, but uh, I feel <laughs> terrible that I ordered six tiny plastic pedals all the way from China. What, um, uh, what, what effects did you get? So I what got they include? Uh, the DS1 Distortion. Ooh. The uh, OD1 Overdrive. Nice, classic. The DM1 Delay. The PH1 Phaser. The, just this is a trend here. FZ1 Fuzz and the CE1 Chorus. Oh, wow. uh, and what's great is there's a little space underneath where you can run a cable so it looks like they're all plugged in together. <laughs> uh, you can click the pedal on and off 
and you can turn all the controls. Well, but uh, there's nothing. No, no, it, it doesn't actually function. I wish they it's, made noises. Ah, that would be so be good. Um, but yes, the Effector Mate uh, Club, the Effector, the Effector Cable Mascot right. um, from Kit Kitan Club. If you want to follow them. K-I-T-A-N club. I had to use Google Translate to know what the manual was actually saying. Um, yeah, you can follow them on Kitan Club underscore official. Um, I'm sure there'll be a few words at some point. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, check, check them out. They, they do the Effector Cable Mascot. Series. So I had those waiting for me uh, when I arrived in the post box. So can't plug them in, but... A little bit of fun, nonetheless. Yes, they certainly look very cool. They're great for you know for people like you who just collect everything to do with effects pedals. Um, the, you know, next next week is it next week? It's the guitar show, which for uh, for uh, um, well and listeners anywhere other than the UK, the guitar show is the not that imaginatively named one of the biggest guitar shows that happens in the UK. It happens in Birmingham every year. It's in a in a new venue in Birmingham. It's actually in Solihull um, this year rather than uh, Bingley right Hall. Of, um, yes, rather than Bingley Hall, right in the middle of Birmingham. I do like Birmingham, so I like going up there. But uh, Solihull I'm less familiar with, and it, it, I'll be, it's a little bit of an arsehole of a station to get to, to be honest. But it's fine. I'm willing to do it. I'm going for the whole thing. I'm going for both days. I'm even going to go up the night before. I'm going to give a... I'm gonna, I, I, uh, call round some of the, you know, the our friend luthiers and uh, and pedal and amp makers. See if anyone's up the night before and fancies a drink and a bite to eat. So I'm very much looking forward to it. First guitar show of the year. And Matt, you're not coming with me. No, I'm sad. Yeah. Um, I would love to. It's just where yeah. I live now. For some reason, uh, every so often, as in every weekend, they do rail <laughs> replacement service halfway towards where I am, towards London. So it's a train to Shenfield, which is oh, arse, end of, arse end of nowhere, yes. um, a bus to Newbury Park, the tube, then all the way to... Oh, yes, because Newbury Park's right on the end of the tube, last <laughs> station Park on the east. the end of the central line to the east. Yeah. Then it's going all the way across to Euston, where I then have to get a train up to Birmingham. And then I think where the thing is, this I guess then a taxi. I think it worked out. No, I think it's where it is. You have to go to some... Oh, yeah, you can't You can't even go to Birmingham. It's, I, I think I had to go... Yeah, some other station out of London that wasn't like Liverpool Street or Euston to get straight to Solihull, and even from Solihull Station, you're then a, you're then a, a cab journey away from the venue as it is. Yeah, so I think it was going to take me five and a half hours, <laughs> um, and uh, I ain't got time for that. Uh, well, actually, that's a lie. I do have time for it, uh, just not that one weekend, unfortunately. Yeah. So yeah, I'm absolutely gutted. There is a huge range of uh brands there this look this year looks it looks like really good this year it really does and today i mean not when you're listening to it dear listener so if, if you're following this event and you're in the in the uk you'll have seen the announcement i assume but uh they've announced today that peter hook um is gonna be uh is gonna be doing a bit of a session there on the reverb live stage which is really cool i mean you know legendary bass player you know fantastic guys I, so that would be 
I also saw that our, our good friend, uh, I was actually texting him today, uh, Perry from Pendulum will be there uh, <gasps> with Line 6. He does some crazy stuff live. That's uh, wonderful. And he's got a really wicked uh, Line 6 rig, and he uses a Boss SY300 as well, so he does some crazy synth stuff with that. That's um, very cool. But, yeah, interestingly, uh, and I guess maybe we'll talk a bit about about it in the news, but DOD are there. Dodd effects. They are back. back. Um, I don't know who they're exhibiting with. I don't know if, who they might be distributed by in Europe. Hmm. I don't I'm know. Not sure. I'm not sure. I've been aware that they'd been bought some time ago, and I think it wasn't something we we're all supposed to talk about. But uh, but I don't I don't know the the ins and outs. I don't know the details of who buy or in what capacity they're going to be back. But it's exciting, isn't it? What what a what a company you know what a brilliant legendary effects manufacturer that have just been you know vacant for the last little while yeah yeah i mean obviously everyone thought they had gone the way of the dodo and and it looks like they've been bought and the original designers or some of the original designers i think are back on board obviously it means things like the whammy are coming back there's obviously lots of chance for perhaps some uh some new stuff as well mm. um so yeah it looks like quite a few brands i think uh your friends kma will have yep. some pedals there kma um, will be there Bruce will be there. Yeah, that'd be great. Ashdown are actually exhibiting as as well. Um, You're so going to get like, dragged into work, are you, Joe? <laughs> no, I'm not. I did. I did last year, but I, uh, I, uh, I didn't. They didn't ask me this year, and I think it's because last year I was like, "Yeah, no problem." And I think I spent all of ten minutes actually on the Ashdown stand. And <laughs> <laughs> so, so fortunately, I've I've got uh, away from that one. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Carl Longbottom and Carl Longbottom guitars. He's uh, he's got a couple of models for us to take away, Matt, which is very very nice. nice. Very nice. We'll, we'll, we'll talk okay. about them in more depth when we've got them. But he's uh, he's the fellow dealer, and we've spoken about him a couple of times. He makes like hollow body versions of strats no, not with f-holes so they're like hot look like normal strats and tellies but they're completely hollow so yeah and uh, our friends emprise will be there i think mm. obviously joe you'll have a chance to meet the the people behind uh behind those amps obviously we yep. spoke about them a fair bit as well high watts are going to be back with loads of stuff they actually wanted to give me some stuff as well to take away but i'm getting the train up and i can't very well take the uh the whatever it is is it a, is it it's a 215 and a 410 in one cabinet and a 200 watt head so i can't yeah, just, just take that on your back that'll be fine <laughs> yeah um thorpey he he messaged me and was like you're gonna be there and i was like no <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be loads of great people there. And, mm. uh, yeah, not not being in London has its disadvantages at times like this. Um, Mikey from Redbeard. Yeah. Um, Dan at Chapman. Um, obviously, the guys at Merchant City Music, they might have a lot of pink reverence back on display. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be a lot it's of gonna, awesome stuff to talk about. It's going to be great. And JD and Naomi from Guitar Nerds are both coming. So, uh, so that'd be really good. I think it's oh. going to be a great show. And dear listener, we will have a bunch to report after the show. I, uh, yeah. If anyone, if anyone listening hasn't looked, Solly Hill Station, Shirley Station are approximately two miles from Cranmore Park. Uh, so yeah, if you go to Birmingham, it's eight miles away. So you need to get to Solly Hill Station and then take a bus. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, slightly annoying for me. It's mm. times like this, 
I wish I could drive. Yes, yeah. that's <laughs> the the problem that you and me made, Matt, with uh, growing up in the middle of cities is we never needed to. Uh, and now that we've both moved out of cities, suddenly we really need to. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it would still take me about four hours, right. but at least I know I could get there and then leave when I want rather than being dictated by the train or bus, <laughs> yes. I guess. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think, you know, hopefully... I, I think the reason it moved venues because the last venue burnt down. What? Um, yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's why. Uh, I think that's why they had to move. But I think it's a slightly bigger venue this time, so I think there's a bit more space to expand. It'll be nice to see it in a new place, and uh, obviously with some shows like Nam perhaps becoming a bit smaller and less people going, these sh- uh, these shows might sort of pick up a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I'm certainly more excited about it than I ever have been. It looks like it's going to be really good. Um, now, Matt, this, uh, this, this, well, recently, you and I have been checking out this fantastic thing that, dear listener, I want to talk to, to you about. It's, uh, it's called Elk. We mentioned it on the podcast a few months ago, but relatively briefly, because we were going to try it out. Now, Elk uh, or Elk Live, Elk.live is the, is the website. Um, they make a, it's essentially an interface that allows zero latency streaming. And that interface hooks up with a, a platform that they have on elk.live where you, so you can practice, you can have a band practice with other musicians real time with no latency. So it offers like a camera hookup so you can see each other. There's a mixer available so you can mix the tracks depending on you know where everyone is panning options are all there really handily it's even got some great routing options so you know if i wanted to as if i wanted to practice live with matt and i wanted to use neural dsp uh the tone king i can route elk live via my daw and so i can apply effects to it which is very, very good. Um, yeah, it's, um, I guess, for anyone, you know, who's listening in front of a computer, you can always Google it. But if uh, if you're not, it's basically a little yellow box, a really cool little interface that allows two ins. You've got uh, two different headphones, mini jack or quarter inch, uh, stereo out if you're going into monitors, and then a connection that just simply says the internet. Yes. Um, you do also have a USB power over USB-C, USB connection, and an optical in and out, and MIDI in and out. But effectively, guitar in, you've got to hardwire this as well, we should say this is for... That's how it deals with, yeah, yeah, Yeah. you have to, you have to connect. That was the the first problem I I had was because uh, my office is the furthest point from my router, and my router is downstairs in 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 the lounge like <laughs> like wedged behind a load of stuff in the corner i had to I had to like try and bring my entire setup to practice down to it well so, i uh, um i solved that joe oh um, yeah what did, what did you do a simple little um i'll see if i can find the uh let me see if i can find the actual uh the actual thing that i bought but Basically, uh, I bought uh, from a company called TP-Link. Um, uh-huh. You can buy a pass-through power line adapter kit. So this is where you plug it into the wall, and it takes the internet from your router, uh, 
travels it through the power line of your house and then to another plug point. And then that plug point has a Ethernet cable that comes out of it. And then you can put that into the, your house. Oh. Um, they aren't much money. I think I bought a dual adapter kit. They were, it was 36 quid. Right. Uh, and you got two. Um, so, yeah, that's a great way to extend from the router to anywhere where your house is, your home office or otherwise. Yeah. Um, and it works really, really well. Um, we struggled to try it before Christmas purely because when I was in London, the internet decided to die. Uh, <laughs> but now that I'm, believe it or not, in the countryside and further away from the city, the internet's working much better. Um, and it's been great fun. I mean, you know, I think the the interesting thing with this, in some ways it's come after obviously the pandemic oh if this if this had happened in the height of 2020 uh yeah i think you know i'd have bought 10 i'd have bought shares in the company (laughs) (laughs) but i think the interesting thing is now is that so many people work remotely so many people are based at home um and so many people like me and you joe have been long-term friends and musicians but perhaps we can't you know i can't get down to angering and you can't come over to suffolk and you know, and I know a lot of people speaking to some friends of mine who have just started new bands where they've got, you know, a singer in London and a drummer in Nottingham and then a bass player in Wales. And this is a great way to just go, well, let's rehearse, you know, even if it's once a week, once a month, whatever, remotely, uh, or just have a jam. And like you say, because you can route through um, plugins, yeah, you get a great sound. It, it really is, in some ways, kind of is a bit magic on how it actually works because if you try and do it yourself i mean it's like doing this podcast i guess joe is that the software we use kind of balances out the latency and auto corrects the latency but we're just talking yeah um, the fact you want to be able to you know music a few mil can make a big difference oh yeah exactly like a you know we don't even have to talk about drums but like a bass playing with a guitar like you've got it has to be those two things have to be on the money. You, there's no way you can do that over a Zoom call or anything like that. Like any, even the slightest latency would ruin it. And it's why people don't, you know, yeah, practice ab- online over calls. But. Absolutely. But because you've got two inputs on the front, you could have guitar and vocals, for example, or guitar and keys or however you want to ever want to run it. But it's, it's a great way of getting together with friends to play music and not do it over something like Teams or Zoom. Like you say, there's a lot of latency, there's bad audio quality. Hmm. Um, This is just the best way that you could do it. And I think it's a really superb option for more people to play together. I think it'd be interesting if they did some stuff like, uh, I mean, it'd be, it'd be, tricky in some ways but imagine if it was almost like forums where you could like get together and loads of people were plugged in (laughs) and you could jam over or show you know new gear or something like that certainly a great way to demo stuff yeah other people in real time Uh, i I think i think it's really really good i I hope that this that the company continues to expand bjorn the guy who who uh, invented elk is a really lovely fella it just seems like a great way to bring musicians together that wouldn't necessarily be able to do it otherwise like i I'd, I'd love the opportunity to be able to have like a live jam with you know like philip carter over in mississippi that would be great if we had the ability to do that completely live via elk you know I'd, yeah I'd, i think well, this this product can open such doors for such creativity i, I hope it gets popular yeah and it i continues. think that just you know with the casual musician rather than you know i was talking to a friend of mine who works in a 
relatively high-end studio in London. He says that, you know, they've got their own, you know, they paid tens of thousands of pounds to basically have their own internet connections. They're not coming off a junction box, you know, so their internet speed is, download speed's like a thousand megabits a second. (laughs) Um, but 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 they're live streaming. He said that they're doing sessions now because certain you know, certain producers, for example, want the sound of certain rooms or certain desks. He said yeah. that they're, they're doing things now where they've got like an orchestra in the live room, but they're live streaming the session to another desk in LA. And obviously what? like that is extreme. And, you know, you're taking yeah. like 96 channels of like high quality analog desk and then like piping it down a custom internet connection to the other side of the world. Um, <laughs> At extreme cost and this is i can't remember how much this is now joe you have to i can't remember if you've got it in front of you uh um, yeah yeah i can tell you because it's it's handily on their website it's uh in us dollars it's 340 dollars in euros it's 370 300 in pounds uh or in swedish krona it's 3725 so more expensive for them yeah um <laughs> but i think you know what's that the cost of a decent interface so, you know, if you're in a band, you're living far apart, you can't always rehearse. I think this is a great way to just get together with people and play music. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A super cool product. Um, yeah, I'm excited to do more stuff with it. And, you know, dear listeners, do check it out. This is a cool way to be able to practice with people that you wouldn't necessarily be able to practice with. So. Can um, can people remotely join in a session even if they don't have it? So if we were going to, like, demo some stuff, Joe, can you... <clears throat> can you try i don't know i don't know i uh i don't think so i think the i think the interface probably does something quite important in the you know the the path to zero latency but but i uh hmm. something we'll I, have to investigate but might yeah, be a good absolutely. way of demoing products in the future yeah i would um, ask you i mean i i think really the deal is i think he's just trying to develop more stuff to make this easier and easier so hmm see what elk has to offer in the future as well i think it will be exciting and uh, you can use an ipad as well which is amazing can you? Oh, uh, yeah you can cool. get an ios app um obviously a lot of ipads now especially i've got an ipad mini 6 and most of those now have USB-C, so they're just yeah. far more compatible with products out there as well so that makes it so much better yes um, it is better to use but yeah no a really really cool product and uh, mm. i guess we'll just keep using it and keep testing it and yeah you know, see where it goes but it'd definitely be interesting if anyone out there decides to buy one and jam with a few friends and let us know how you get on. i'll do a jam with you anyone who anyone who buys one i would love to uh do more live practice so do that yes do that. um anyway let's uh, let's talk about some other stuff this week i uh headed over to ashdown hq over in malden in essex i really don't like going to essex but i do like going to ashdown <laughs> <laughs> hq um can never find a good pub, Matt. I can never find one. Why anyway, Essex? Uh, yeah, Essex is oh, a pub. yeah, true, true. <laughs> no, it's a chain pub, though. It's a slug and lettuce, or a, you oh, know, I just want an independent. I just want a little old man pub with you know Guinness, a dartboard, ideally, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so I, w- I went over to Ashdown. I went with Tim, with Tim, the guitarist from Polymath, because. Um, uh, because and, and I think I've mentioned this before, dear listener. We touched upon it briefly. I didn't want to talk about it too much when we were talking about the Black Star St. James. But Ashdown have been developing some guitar amps. One of the guitar amps we we've been working on. It essentially, 
uh, dear listener, I don't know if you'll remember, I don't know how much these made it outside of the UK, but Hayden, which were Ashdown's oh, guitar yes. arm. Do you remember those? Yes. And, and, and quite a few people were playing them, like Biffy Clyro were playing them. Like they were big in the math scene. If you remember like uh, like Tom from Alpha Male Tea Party was playing one, Dan from Clef to like pl- plenty of people. I think uh, I think Venot played one for a bit. They don't hold me to that, Mike, if, if you didn't play one. I think you did, but... Uh, <laughs> But the, yeah, the the Mofo series were very popular. They were lunchbox, you know, sort of tiny terror sized chassis. Anyway, how would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I thought they sounded great. And like a, a, about a year ago, we had one, a bit more than a year ago, we had one knocking around at Ashdown HQ. And uh, me and Dan... Um, one of the, the guys who owns it. Like, why? Like, why aren't we doing this anymore? It's a really good sounding head. So we did some tweaking and we relaunched it as an Ashdown because they they're doing Ashdown amplifiers and they've had a series called the AGM for a while. It's more a Marshally style thing, but the Mofo is very much its own kettle of fish. It can kind of do a nice fender clean, but there's an awful lot of gain on tap. And so what we did was we put the essentially what was the original Hayden Mofo with a few tweaks into a new Ashdown chassis, which we, they are calling the MF um, uh, this time, just to make it slightly different in name. But um, the MF series we're, we've done in a 30-watt all-valve head, which we've we've included two notes. So it's two notes loaded with six cab IRs accessible on the front panel. So full load box and everything. So you can go straight into a DAW, but it's an all valve head, valve preamp, valve power amp, um, 
And uh, uh, so we've done that and we're working on a little 15 watt version, which I think is absolutely brilliant, which is a little less all singing or dancing. It's uh, it doesn't have the two note stuff on it. It's just gain volume of three band EQ, but we've included a load box essentially. So you can just run straight from the DI out on the back into your DAW. It's an all valve head and it's still, you're getting 15 watts of everything you want. Um, which I think is very cool. I've no idea how that works and why that doesn't blow up, by the way. <laughs> but Dave Green, you know, the guy behind Green Amps, who's de- designed the amplifiers for Ashdown, assures me it's fine. But on, on the MF, it was like we, we got a, an ECC81, 82, and a pair of 83s in the preamp and four EL84s in the power section, and it sounds great it nice. sounds yeah really good i was really really happy with it but of course i'm not a great guitarist so i got tim down to to do a bit of uh, um a bit of uh messing around with it we got a bit carried away i'm gonna play a little bit of it actually but uh i got a little bit carried away because also um dave green the designer has been working on a few pedals one of the pedals i loved he's got he's basically he loves preamps and he's taken uh he's taken a treble booster and what would essentially is the essence of an MXR microamp and put them together in a pedal. So you've got one treble booster control and one full boost control, basically. But to be able to blend them together is really interesting, really interesting way to kind of collapse the front end of a valve amp and get some really fuzzy, saturated tones. Anyway, this is a a little snippet of what, uh, what Tim was doing. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So, like, super, it does that super heavily saturated thing. Anyway, I, I just, I, I had the best time. It, it's, a, um, it had real vibes of uh, kind of Queens of Stone Age, Desert Sessions, <coughs> Josh Holm kind of thing. I, I thought that was quite cool. Sort yeah. of almost like a real peaked mid-range that kind of gave it a sort of, not too much of like a cocked wah sound, but, you know, I think that was, yeah, it sounded really good. Is it... So you've got two boosts. Are they running in series or are they running in parallel? Do you know that, Joe? I don't know. I imagine it's series. 
Yeah, so one's running into the other. Exactly, so you're probably yeah. slamming one into the other. Which I think is it's the full the into the treble because that's the order of the the controls on the front. So the controls. And then straight into the front of the Hayden amp. Yeah, the Ashdown amp, as it's Ashdown. now. Yeah, as it's, na- as it's now known. As it's now known. Yeah, um, but it was uh, it was it was really good. It really, uh, I had a great time. That was uh, that was the little fifteen watt, which I think is going to be like five hundred, like four hundred quid maybe when nice. when they put it out. And it's all from the UK custom shop. They're going to make it in small amounts because Ashdown aren't expecting to compete with it you know any big brands for guitar amp they're a bass amp brand they know that so this is just something fun to do at the custom shop but i just had a great time like you know making and, uh, cool guitar sounds and like you said was that so how was that captured was that straight out of the two notes out uh, or was that mic'd the, up the two notes is only available on the 30 watt right, version okay. so on the 15 it's just dead simple so that is actually a lewitt uh 440 pure on a um on a single 12 inch cream back wow. Wow, sounded great. Yeah. Was that and that was was they was that over a backing track or were you playing live as well? I I, I built some backing tracks uh, for Tim to sort of play along to, um, so he didn't get quite as lost as he often does. So. <laughs> yeah, I gave him some nice looping backing tracks, all in his favourite key. His favourite key is D because that's the you know the polymath tuning is is normally D standard, often D standard. So I gave him stuff in that. I gave him one track on the day in E, and it absolutely threw him. Like for just jamming solos <laughs> at the top, he was like, "Everything's in a different place. I'm still not used to it." <laughs> that's are all, that's are all what you know. Songs written in that one key, are they? Almost all songs are written in D. Yeah, it's uh, we definitely we realised it's a problem now. We need to get out of that. <laughs> get out of that habit oh dear but, yeah. um no it sounded great it sounded great um and will the the pedal be making an appearance as well then will it joe or is it just yeah the, the pedal they've actually already sort of uh sort of soft launched on their website um uh i i, I can't remember what it's called like the full boost or something like that but it's uh it, you'll find it dear listener if you go on to the i think it's only available through ashdown because again it's just stuff we make through the custom shop but it's on the ashdown website under it will be under guitar gear rather than bass gear, but it's uh, it's really good. He did a, a like Dave Green's been working on a number of other things as well. He did a fuzz pedal where essentially he's taken the two transistors and run them backwards, and because it's only receiving nine volts, it's not enough to make them to ruin them, but it creates a really interesting mid-peaked vintage fuzz style tone. He's basically just doing a bit of experimenting, you know, without. I guess whenever they make a base product, they're like, right, it's got to be exactly right because, you know, they're a big bass brand. But with guitar stuff, they're like, yeah, we're just going to try this and see what happens. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I didn't realise there were so many There were so many pedals. Um, mm. I was trying to find it. I can't see it, Joe, but I have just found the Geezer Butler pedal of doom which oh, is yeah. ridiculous because it's got two vu meters on it oh matt look i got one right next to me <laughs> oh for everyone listening unlucky uh, <laughs> um that looks mental oh the geese about the pedal of doom was uh it was one of those things where i think dave green said to geese butler what um what controls would you like on this pedal and geese butler said yes because there are <laughs> there are the most amount of rotary controls you can imagine. He wanted switchable EQ, so he wanted to have an A and B. E, so he's got one foot foot switch that never turns off, just turns it between A 
and B, and you've got a five-band EQ that deals with both of those. And then a Doom Control. Which is a drive. It's just a drive with, it, like, far... I mean, honestly, I don't... Like, Geezer Butler wanted it like this. This is how they spec'd it. But I, as far as I'm concerned, it's unusable past 12. Like, it's just... It's just ridiculous spluttery saturation past there, like no note clarity at all. But you know, it's really usable for the first half of that of the rotary control in the game, or the Doom control as they call it. The um, the one for me still, just to uh, finish this this uh, Ashdown discussion, is the yeah. Interstellar. I still think that's the best looking one. Yes, the uh, the Guy Pratt interstellar head yeah it's very cool it looks delicious. if you've never seen one it looks like a big sort of pa head from the 70s which is obviously what guy was going after because guy also wanted the column cabs that that ashdown have made and dear listener again check them out if you haven't seen them. they're three tens but it's a vertical three ten with a horn on top so they're very slim and tall uh, like an old pa column basically so very very cool indeed yes indeed indeed but we did have a good time and also i uh, uh i took up my old my old polymath rig uh for ashdown to sell on their b-stock so it's, it's up for sale at the moment dear listener if you want the old polymath rig so it comes this- in a in a flight case with the polymath logo spray painted on it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if that adds or <laughs> takes away any value yeah. um just remind the listener of what that is because you had a pretty insane custom set yeah. right yeah. for that it's it's a ctm 300 which is their 300 watt all valve head kind of based after an svt1 um so it's that head flight case and i have two 115 cabs but they are in 410 chassis so it's a 115 in a 410 chassis, so a big cabinet, and the cabinets have been cotton wool lined as well. So they're uh, so very that that vintage muffled sound. Um, that's what it is. But yeah, so they're all up, all, all up there. So what uh, what are you getting instead then, Joe? Well, well, I've been to instead these days. I'm still touring the the same thing that I took on my last tour, which was a pair of the Neo 12 inch Ashdown cabs. Um, so just two single 12s that I can obviously mount on top of each other and still have kind of a, you know, I'm so used to base rigs being a bit taller to being kind of head height. So that's sort of handy. And I'm actually, for for my sins, I am using the uh, original, the Ashdown original 500, which is a class D head, um, which I essentially just unit, use as a volume control and then run a run a preamp off my board to get the sound which uh, as you pointed out Matt, is the geezer butler pedal of doom <laughs> is it really <laughs> yeah yeah it was it was the john young double drive that i was using as kind of a preamp but now it's the uh the geezer butler wow pedal okay doom. now we know the secret to the the polymath tone is geezer butler. <laughs> yeah why not why not indeed um well fair enough fair enough so uh no more super vintage Branton Bonanza at Polymath Gig. <laughs> no, I just I'm just emulating it now in a much more lightweight fashion, which really goes against everything I stand for. But uh, but you know, the, the... to be fair, you don't really want to be carrying all that around, do you? <laughs> I toured it for a long time, you know, and uh, so I've I've earned, I've earned this bit, this lightweight bit. I didn't get big enough to have a roadie, so uh, this is the alternative. 
But, uh, Fair yeah. enough. Oh, Fair there's enough. that. There's that. Anyway, did you see Matt? Did you see that Trent guitars were on the Brits? De- uh, dear listeners who aren't from the UK, I'm sorry. I feel like this podcast has got a little bit UK centric, but um, uh, the the Brits are you know one of our terrible award ceremonies for for bad music and stuff like that. But you know, people who listen to Radio One and things like that vote for. But uh, but Wet Leg played on there uh, on the Brits, and uh, two two of their four guitar playing members their bass player and one of their guitarists played trends maybe three maybe there were three yeah um i did see it only after you mentioned it because uh i think the brits was overwhelmingly um or certainly me was amazed by sam smith's inflated rubber outfit (laughs) um possibly one of the most ridiculous things i've ever seen in my entire life. Um, so it was a shame that the, uh, the general vibe of things was, uh, <laughs> yeah, overshadowed by that, but very cool to see, to see it on, st- to see Trent on stage and see how far they've come in that space of time. I mean, when did we first start talking about them? Not that long ago. I don't know. I don't know, Matt, if it was that long ago, because the, you know, the, the pandemics made, made time move in a funny way, it, but it, it couldn't have been, I don't know, 2018, 2019? Yeah, maybe. Maybe it was a bit later than that. I I do feel it was somewhere in the middle of the pandemic but mm. i can't i can't honestly remember um and then i've just oh yeah i've just had a look and then one of the guitar players is playing some sort of pink mustang lookalike that's not the trend is it that's, that's right yeah different i don't know what that is they've always had interesting guitars even before they were playing trend because i think you saw um there were some of those weird modern vintage fenders that they did the um mm. I can't remember the name now. No, Noventa. No, 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 I'm, oh, yeah. I'm saying that wrong, aren't I, dear listener? But I can't remember exactly what it is. But something like that. Yeah. So, like, just weird, kind of quirky, affordable fenders was kind of their their deal. Um, but but now a pair of very lovely looking. Tre- I mean, the Trent bass has has been a, a mainstay for Wet Leg for a while. But I wasn't aware that guitars were going to be there as well. I mean, fantastic. I was like. I saw the opening of um, of the Brits and essentially the last shot on the Brits of the guitar player at the last note of the song was her holding up her Trent. And I was like, yeah, Elliot, that's great. Well done, uh, Elliot Trent. Yeah, Congratulations. that's amazing. I'm, um, I'm just on the Instagram as I usually am uh, when we talk about Trent and I've just seen one of the bases that he made, which is in like... I guess it's, I want to say like a light purple, sparkly purple with like an orange scratch plate and then like split kind of Mustang pickup. Yeah. I guess. I just, uh, yeah, they just look wicked. They just look absolutely wicked. Yeah, they're really good. Um, And he winds his pickups himself at it, Trent, as well. You know, so they're they're Yeah, there's just, um, I do love that purple colour, that sort of mauve purple colour. One day. One day we keep talking about it, but one day I will own one. Um, yeah, they're definitely on our list. They're great guitars. They're great value for money. I guess you know. I think the waiting list is pretty high for them at the moment because Elliot's just been his guitars are just so popular now, and I'm sure them appearing on the Brits is just going to add to that uh, that lead time. <laughs> yeah, I think it's and I I think it's nice that it's still Elliot. It's still making the same guitars that we spoke about. Um. 
and he's just going, I can make as many as I can make. And, you know, I think it's, I guess there's not much we can really talk about on this. I don't know if you talked about it last week, Joe, but obviously the announcement from Chapman that they can't make the yeah. UK built Chapman guitars and they're, they're awaiting, or I guess everyone's awaiting a statement from the UK guitar builders, which was the new kind of collaborative UK custom shop building, building guitars. Um, you know, how difficult it must be to sustain a business at, and take that next level. So I think it's great that Elliot's just going, yeah, I'm going to make as many as I can. And it's really busy. And hopefully he's turned that into his full-time job. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he has. Yeah. They're, uh, they seem to be in great demand. Mm, um, indeed. But yeah, no, great. It's great to see a small UK um, builder on such a big platform. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, this this week, for topic of the week, we do have quite a substantial topic to get through. There's also some news, and you and I have prattled on for a little while. So let's um, let's blast through an article of the What do you want to talk about, Matt? There are there are kind of three three possibles: the Strymon cloudburst. I mentioned it briefly last week, dear listener. We've got the DoD return, which I guess we've kind of covered, and Electro Harmonics have added yet again to their catalogue as well. Let's. Uh, I want to talk quickly because uh, we have got a lot to get through, but I think it's a cool thing worth mentioning. I want to talk about the Electro Harmonics slapback echo. Uh-huh. Um, because I think it's a nice reissue of a vintage bit of their kit, basically. Oh, is it? Is it a reissue of it? I didn't know that. I thought they were just, like, plumbing out a thing that most delay pedals can do into a single, almost, you know, like, I guess, in in many ways, the same as Strymon are with the Cloudburst, like, taking part of an algorithm out and putting it in one unit. But that's not the case with this. No, it's not. So um, the slapback echo was a fairly rare 70s late 70s uh electro harmonics pedal that came in the same chassis as your holy grail or your small stone uh phaser or the or the chorus and effectively was a super short delay pedal so where you had a lot of people doing analog delay pedals that were doing at that time i guess 300 milliseconds like a deluxe memory man um from them they were just going well no a lot of people just want that kind of slapback tape sound so mm. you effectively go you've got a gain control for your preamp which gives you plus 20 db of boost uh which wasn't on the original uh the original was just a blend control which you've still got on here so that blends between wet and dry and then you've got a delay switch or a time switch that goes between 45 seconds 65 mill sorry 45 milliseconds 65 milliseconds and 100 milliseconds that's very cool just having those on like fixed positions yeah i just think set and forget isn't it yeah absolutely but i I mean i quite oftenly often oftenly often (laughs) um set one of my delay pedals to a fixed delay time and i just have it on in the background all the time Uh, exactly how i use delay just as a slap back on all the time you know so um you know and i think for a lot of those people going for that kind of chet atkins thing or that old school country thing you know what? You don't need to mess around. You don't need to find the time that you want. There's three switches and that's it. There's not even um, a feedback control. You know, no. it's just 
just turn it on. Which time do you want and how much delay signal do you want? And that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. And it's in mini pedal format and it's $81, I think. Yeah, super cheap. Super cheap. Um, I, I think this is quite cool, actually. Um, I wonder how easy it would be to mod it if you really wanted to kind of do something <laughs> crazy. And I'm sure someone probably will. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a nice bit of news to touch on. Uh, and yet another launch from Electromonics. I think they've probably got more guitar pedals out than anyone. Even Boss. Well, yeah, probably. I mean, they 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 never discontinue things. That's uh, no, that's the they, thing with well, the they, don't, they don't they don't seem to anyway. I'm sure there's a, f- a few things going on in the background, but they certainly don't seem to discontinue things very often. Yes, yeah, that's certainly the case. Um, anyway, let's uh, let's move on. Let's do our topic of the week now, dear listener. If the sixth episode in this series is your first episode, every week for this series, we are. Spinning a wheel, a wheel made up of all our top $10 tier Patreon supporters. A name is selected each week, and that person then gets to decide what Matt and I talk about. Last week, Andy Hoffler um, won, and he gave me quite a substantial number of things to talk about. Let me, uh, uh, let me read you through Andy's reply to me. He said, okay, I think I have two subjects for you. One, custom amps. I recently spec'd out my spec'd custom amp uh, because I was not happy with the available options on the market. If you would spec out an amp, um, what would you go for? I'm thinking circuit, channels, reverb, tube choice, wattage, etc. And of course, what would you use the amp for? I wanted my custom amp to be pedal friendly, but with some character. So I went for a 59 Baseman JTM style circuit, but with more power and headroom. I want to use it with a band, but it sits in my living room as well. So design and size was important. Um, At least it should be easy to use. Um, TMB controls volume for two parallel channels, but just one input and a switchable master. He's also a bit afraid because he couldn't test it before. That's the negative side of a a custom order, I suppose. So that's the first part of his question. The second part is pedal booze. Pair your favorite pedals with suitable drink. His blue colander crooked axis is a bit like uh, Lagavulin 16. It has some sweetness, but it's got the smoke to make it interesting. And it really has some punch as well. Um, just as its liquid counterpart. You may include non-alcoholic drinks as well, if that's more appropriate. Let's deal with the first part of uh, of this question. Um, yeah, so I've, I've not heard of this brand before. I think they're a German brand. Um, but yeah, I, I guess Andy makes a good point, and it is the fact that you can't try it before you buy it. And I guess so... Well, I guess it's the same with guitars, but with amps, like, so the smallest component can make such a big difference and sure. you can't change it. Like realistically things like the power transform will make a massive difference to how an amp sounds. And you can't just go and change the power transformer in an amp. Like you can change the pickups in a guitar. Right. Um, and the more you change things like, you know, custom amp. So 59 basement JTM style circuit. Obviously we know that the JTM was originally, a baseman clone of the and i think that's an interesting thing in its own right because they couldn't marshall couldn't bring in fender amps because of the trade embargo at the time so they made their 
basically a direct clone of the basement, but because of the components that you could buy in England compared to the components you could buy in America, meant that you ended up with quite a wildly different sounding amplifier. So, you know, you could spec something out, but depending on the components used, it could be totally different. Um, And then as soon as you go, well, I want to add more power, more headroom, you've, you've sort of got a different amp. You know, you end up a bit in a situation where you're like, oh, yeah, I want a Ferrari, but I want to put a, you know, Fiat engine in it or whatever. (laughs) Fiat Um, Fiat, Ferrari. (laughs) Oh, I just, I don't know. I don't know, Joe. I tried to pick someone that definitely wouldn't be associated. They're the same company. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, But anyway, so, yeah, I don't know. It's volume for two parallel channels. I guess a bit like a basement as well. Just one input and a switchable master. The thing is, I guess if you were going to spec up, if you're going to make your own amplifier, uh, in Andy's case, he's done it because what he wanted wasn't available on the market. I don't necessarily feel like that. So it's 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 a little bit easier for me, um, you know, to, to choose something because I very much feel like what I want exists. What about you? Well, I guess, Matt, you do still buy weird boutique things. I am perfectly happy with vox ac30 it is just the best i guess if i was going to spec up something i'd maybe add some attenuation on there so it was usable in a few more situations um i yeah i think my choice of amps is usually born out the fact that i'm one of those um or can be one of those cork sniffing losers that doesn't want to buy the same thing that you anyone else can buy (laughs) (laughs) uh realistically um but you know i think we talked about it a fair bit when we were talking about emperor's amps and you know taking those classic fender circuits and making some changes to key components to perhaps give you more headroom or or something like that but realistically the amps that i spec out if i was only going to spec out my own custom amp is single channel um mark potentially non-master volume medium wattage um you know kind of pedal board friendly i guess you would say i don't tend to spec up things with drive just because um i have a lot of drive pedals um and i prefer a fender type circuit because i like the sparkly clean but you know that's why i wouldn't say i want a marshall but then i want a fender style reverb i don't feel that those two things would go together yeah you know um but ultimately the thing is that you can't try it beforehand but if you can try some amps from the brand and you know what kind of thing they do you know like we tried emprise and you know that they do a great fender you know uh black panel style circuit then go ahead and say yeah i want that but i want some changes you pretty much know what ballpark you're going to be in but to have never tried the brand and spec stuff out, that's always a really, really difficult thing. Yeah, yeah. What, um, what is your what is your single favourite amplifier then, Matt? You know, if um, does it exist? Everything I, that you I want think, in an amplifier? I think mine is still that Morgan PR12. Really? You know, right. uh, volume, reverb, bass and treble, 12 watts, high headroom, 6v6. Um, and the thing I like about the reverb circuit is it's really big, really splashy, despite the head being slightly smaller than usual. Um, 
and that you've got a reverb control and a dwell control. So you can kind of have super splashy reverb, but then you've got like effectively a mix. Um, I don't really tend to use effects loops, um, but that's why I like things like the micro naught, which we've got coming in the next couple of days as well. So, you know, four watts, still loud enough for pedal boards. Um, Single channel, super easy to use. I kind of just like the amp to set and forget for me. I don't want to do too much in the amp itself. Right. Yeah. You you want yours to be a pedal platform. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you have big pedal boards, so. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the only thing that I would potentially do differently if I was being ridiculous is have two of the same amp built into one box. So you could run it in stereo and then you ran it out into two sides of a 412 or something. But that's just that's just crazy talk. Um, <laughs> but it's quite interesting looking at this this brand, uh, Spect Amps, S-P-E-C-T, uh, S-P-E-C-H-T. They're, they're a German brand. Finest customized tube amplifiers. Um, so you can totally custom spec out your entire amp. Everything is one-off uh, by the looks of it. And you're involved in every phase of development of your custom amplifier. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, they really so- look fantastic. The uh, <laughs> some of the pictures of these, the attention to detail, the point to point. Yeah, wiring, I mean, it's, all of this looks very good. I mean, it it's yeah. I mean, they they match all the tubes. They've got some fancy equipment for tube matching. I'm looking at their website now. Um, but you can basically do anything. So custom turret boards, free choice of tubes and transformers, different loudspeakers, tuning of the amp's gain structure selection of different valves from different brands including new old stock real spring reverb tremolo different switches which will bias feedback loops um bias pots output transformer changes um yeah there's literally like they don't go this is an amp you can buy they're just like tell us what you want and we'll we'll spec it out so by the sounds of it i'm sure whatever andy gets will be awesome Yes. Yeah, I agree. Now, the second part of Andy's question was pairing. It was pedal booze. So we've got pair our favorite pedals with a suitable drink, um, which is an interesting one. We'll just do we'll just do one of these each. Matt. Anything spring to mind for you? <laughs> Joe, you, you drink way more booze than I do. <laughs> so um, this is uh, I don't know. This is a this is a, tr- a tricky one for me. Mm-hmm. I'm, try- I'm trying to look at what pedals I've got and then go, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I I guess you could say something like, I don't know. I go by pedal color. So chorus is always, <laughs> um, chorus is always blue. So, you know, if you've got a CE2 or a CE1, it'd have to be a black like, blue lagoon. Right. The, the most ridiculous cocktail of all time doesn't even taste. I mean, I, I don't like cocktails that taste remotely of alcohol. They need to be pink with sparklers in and taste like warm squash. Right. Um, so, Joe, I think we're in very different ballparks when it comes to alcohol. <laughs> I see. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I was thinking of things like uh, the MXR Phase 90, one of my all time favorite pedals. I think of that a bit like uh, an Irish um, still pot red breast uh 18 year whiskey because it's that red breast that is uh that is a, a single malt there's a set number there's five ingredients that are going into that it does one thing 
it's not trying to be like the Lagavulin, which is all all the flavors. I can't get behind peaty whiskey. So you're just trying to cloud something in what you've cooked it in. The red breast is just, it's a simple, effective whiskey. Not too much one thing, not too much of another. Just very drinkable, very good. Just like a phase 90. There's one knob and wherever you put that knob, it's going to sound wicked. So that's uh, that's my pitch for that. And actually, Matt, I was going to use it as a nice segue. I was going to say that the Poly Bebo, which we have received this week, is a lot like a Negroni because it literally has everything in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but uh, but but yes, we actually, I tell you what. Before, because I will forget to do this before uh, we move on to talk about the Poly Bebo in our in our show and tell, and I have to spin the wheel so that we can choose ne- next week's. Um, next week's winner for our topic of the week. So here's the jingle. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. There we go. The wheel has been spun. And uh, the winner this week is Dave Lee. Congratulations. Well done, Dave Lee. You have made it. You are our winner. And you can select the topic that Matt and I discuss. Actually, no, Matt, are you here next week? It's, uh, it's no. Nice. No, it's not. It will be me and Philip again next week, dear listener. I think it's Philip. It might be someone else. It doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, Dave Lee, we will answer your question on next week's podcast. That leads us on to talking about... As we are coming to the end of this podcast. Oh, I've just realized the time, Matt. We're right at the end of this podcast. I know. Joe, we're going to have to overrun. We're going to overrun, dear listener. Um, now, I want to talk about the Poly Bebo, which I guess I'm going to have to talk about in more detail next week, which is fine because obviously for show and tell, I was like, right, I need to record a little demo of this pedal. The fact is that the Bebo does everything, so it's impossible for me to record a demo of the Bebo, essentially. So I want to keep coming back to it and doing more and more demos each week to show you all the things that you can get out of it. Dear listener, if you haven't checked it out, uh, I was trying to work out how to summarize it, uh, and I think I'm just going to read straight off the website. Um, this is how Polly described their Bebo. If you're looking for conventional effects, the auto swell, delay, reverbs, cab sim, amp swim, chorus, full-featured looper, synths, looping delay, mono and stereo EQ, mono and stereo compressor, pan, phaser reverse, rotary saturator, phaser warmth, and through zero flanger will cover your needs. Uh, it's, uh, it's essentially a uh, um, everything that you would get from something like a Helix in a smaller, more affordable box i mean that's almost the helix is very much designed to be in all pedals in one this is all your effects in one unit and you can use it to create lots and lots of interesting um sounds each effect is a powerful algorithm when used alone but the real magic comes when you combine them and control them uh you can create any sort of it's it's a touch a massive touch screen so you can literally draw wherever you want and connect up your own versions of a pedal path on there it's uh it's really something it is um yeah effectively this kind of built in the same sort of touch screen you'd expect on an iphone into a guitar pedal it just so happens that you've got a foot switch to turn it on and off but i'm guessing joe pretty much everything that you do is um is built around the touch screen and hooking that all up together 
That's right. Yeah. I mean, getting it out of the box, I did the thing I normally do, which is the opposite to you. I try and make it work without reading a manual or watching any instructional videos. There was definitely a learning curve, but that's my fault. That's not the pedal's fault. You know, I was trying to do that, but it's, uh, it's interesting to try and build effects. It very much is you're, you've got an empty screen and you are literally, you, you can't just drop an effect on there. I could find like the plus icon and be like, oh, here's a plus icon that brings up this massive list of different effects types and I can access them. Even has like a search engine, like a keyword style search engine for all the different really? effects on wow. there. And I can, I'm like accessing the effects and being like, oh yeah, okay, maybe I'll grab a delay. But then it just prompts the delay onto the, you know, the virtual board. You still have to collect connect that delay to the in and the out it won't just work immediately it very much is it's granular it's from the ground up you've got to choose your signal path as well not just choose the, the effect that you right using. okay because uh, you might want to run things in different ways run things to different outs because the pedal has stereo out for example so you know it's uh yeah complicated to build something and make it work uh but the results are obviously fantastic is there a good range of presets on board as well? Uh, less than you'd think. I don't know if that's because I've got a demo unit, though. Um, but, but yeah, not too many. Not too many. Um, so the the good thing was, thanks to websites like patchstorage.com, uh, I was able to look up the Bebo on there. And there's loads of people who have built really interesting patches, everything from, like, arcade style synths to blade runner synths triple distortions triple delays um yeah some ambient pads on there chaos midi note sequencer is one of the uh, uh one of the things that you can Amazing. pick up on there's there. a big there's like a crazy looper on there as well by the looks of it I think that's there's... right i haven't even haven't even slightly sunk my teeth into into that yet and I can um, see, I'm looking at it now, there's a quantizer, I'm just going back through the Instagram, there's a quantizer that actually brings up like a little mini keyboard on the screen and stuff like that. Really? Well, wow, so. I haven't got that far yet. That sounds awesome. Um, yeah, I think just, yeah, I do remember seeing this at Summer Nam probably about three or four years ago. Uh, but yeah, I'm really keen to see it and try a bunch of the effects um, and just see what it does, really. See what's yeah. possible with it. Yeah, this is uh, so. I, I, I it, it turned up last week, but I didn't have a chance to check it out really until earlier today. So I spent about an hour with it. Bear in mind the learning curve, the amount of stuff on here. I spent an hour with this pedal, dear listener, to make the sounds I'm about to play to you. Just, I, I just think there's so much to uncover, so much cool stuff, and it's not even, it's not that expensive. Yes, it's an expensive pedal, dear listener, but not in comparison to you know things like the Helix and stuff. So it's. Uh, it's it, it's really great. It does a lot. Let's uh, let's listen to some weird noises that I made with it earlier.
there we go. Lovely stuff. And that's all just one one preset that you created. No, one that is several. There's a, there's a few things there to build that track. No, it wasn't it wasn't just one guitar sound. For example, there's because it also does cab sim, amp sim stuff, as well as doing all your <laughs> weird granular synths and delays and everything else. And I actually found an Ampeg SVT4 on there. So I was like, oh, well, I'll, I'll use this and lay down the bass. So the bass is done with uh, with their presets for an Ampeg. And then, uh, and then the, you know, some of the guitars I found these, there was a great preset on there for this lovely, like reverse delay. So I used that for one. And then the sort of, uh, the shimmering delay was me taking, um, taking one of their, uh, uh, one of their reverbs and then adding like a pitch moving, re- essentially creating a shimmer, which I assume was probably on there. Uh, but I sort of created a manual <laughs> shimmer uh, and then sort of just picked underneath it and had a, a really fast tremolo running at the end of it. So it kind of broke nice. everything up. But, um, but you know, for, for spending an hour with it, I was able to create those absolutely bonkers noises. It's got everything on it that you could need. I'm really impressed. Uh, straight out the gate, really impressed. Yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, to hearing more from it, Joe, and hopefully trying it in the future. Yes, yes, you certainly will. Well, that, dear listener, is all the time we have for on this week's podcast. Man, and I are going to go over to the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds, where we're going to deal with the question of the week. This week, um, we're going to deal, uh, we're going to answer James Dawes got a question um, about um, what artists don't have signature model guitars but should. Uh, and we have another question from Daniel Walker. Also, just on a quick note before we leave, lovely to see that Jeffrey Wax and Carl Harris um, were able to meet up and have a little bit of a jam. Um, Jeffrey Wax is uh, is in Los Angeles, so and uh, and Carl was over from Tennessee. So really lovely that two guitar nerds, uh, listeners, and great contributors to our. Our, our, you know our community and especially the facebook forum guitar notes got to meet up that was a really lovely thing um oh, lovely stuff yes indeed indeed now dear listener as i've said we're we're gonna go off and do this patreon so if you do want to get in touch with us for any reason make sure you do info at guitarnerds.net email us if you want to email us you can of course dm us on instagram ask anything in the open forum on the facebook group if you're a patreon supporter contact us on there um if you want to join us over on patreon uh, then you can for as little as a, a dollar a month. Join patreon.com forward slash guitarners to check out all the ways that you can contribute. Thank you very much for listening. You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for a wonderful sixth episode of the Guitar Nerds podcast. It's come to that time of the podcast where I say thank you to all those wonderful top $10 tier Patreon supporters for making all this possible. Thank you very much, Scott Guitars, Suresh, Dosonic Pickups, Chris Franklin, Anton Fryant, Barry Gresbit, Steve Davis, Daniel Walker, Jorin Brown, John Conaway, The Studio Rats, Russell Healing, Yogi the Guitarist, Ty Allen, Kyle Harris, Sean Hughes, Brian Hansen, Andy Hoffler, Eric Hammer, Jeffrey Wax, Brian Einsler, Gavin Van der Linden, Mark Hizal Kadawakis, Stuart Robson, Eric File, Peter Pesher, Andy Manley, Simon Milbourne, Joe Puttick, 
Blake Wyland, Phil Radomski, Dave Lee, Ross Edwards, Jason Morton, James Dore, Jake Gray, Derek Rich, Scott Kennedy, Steve Merkel, Abe Matthews, Christopher Losef, Stephen Burke, Robin Smith, Kytopia the Band, JD Short, Andy McKenzie, Brad Page, Paul Corrigan, Rob Nordwick, Scott O'Brien, and Moog Gravit. You're all blooming wonderful. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.